If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. Hello. Here we go. It's the Copyright Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Copyright Podcast. I'm Mick, and I'm joined by Christian, as usual. Christian, how are we doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. But we're, um, it's not about us today. It's about our special guest, Dorothea. Um, we're not sure on the title of this show because we're hopefully going to do some more of these, but we're thinking Copy Chronicles or Copy Stories or something like that. So if, you, if you've watched this video, let us know what type of title you want for it. But I'm going to go with Copy Chronicles for now because it sounds good. Uh, but yeah, we're joined by Dorothea, who um, has set up uh, a Sober Spirit of Shankly initiative. Um, you might have seen a tweet on Twitter, which did get quite a lot of traction and was and was um you done an interview with the the echo and stuff like that to kind of get a lot of i mean a lot, it seemed like a lot of people were in, interested in this which and quite rightly so because it's a, it's a good thing for people who want to live that way and have stuff like that so um yeah how, how are you doing dorothea well hi thank you i'm, I'm good uh, nervous to be on my first podcast ever but i'm happy you invited me i'm really glad to be here no, it's no problem. Um, I mean, it's something that obviously you messaged Christian and, I, and then I saw the tweet and I just thought that's something that as me and Christian who are match uh, going fans and obviously drinking a lot to see the other <laughs> side of the um, the spectrum is is something that obviously you can't ignore that. And obviously that's why we thought this would be a good show, especially if people can de- definitely relate to, to something like this, if they've been through similar things. But um so whereabouts are you from? Um, I'm Swedish. Uh, so I'm living in Sweden at the moment, just like a Christian. Um, yeah, but I've been around the world. I've lived in Australia and Germany and Portugal and here and there. But I'm back now. So I'm, I'm in Sweden. Nice. We're in Australia. I lived there for a year. Yeah, I lived in Sydney. Oh, in Sydney. I, I only visited Sydney, but I lived in I lived in Bendigo, which is like north of Melbourne or something like oh, yeah. that, like two hours north. Something like that. And then I was traveling around, so nice yeah I, I wish i would have lived in melbourne actually i did the mistake of first living and then traveling <laughs> yeah well well m- maybe you can come back one day hopefully you're making me all jealous because i've never been to australia <laughs> and i want to thanks, thanks, thanks for that <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah Dorothea, just tell us a little bit obviously about the, the this whole thing that you've started the the sober spirit of shankly and, and what what was the inspiration, obviously personal um, experience and the other stuff that went into it? Yeah, so um, I'm a little bit over five years clean and sober. And in May, me and my boyfriend, Carl, who actually got me into Liverpool, we decided to go to Paris for the Champions League final. And it was a weekend. We were there Thursday to Sunday. And on Friday, I started feeling like, wow, it's a lot of beer here for me <laughs> to be around maybe I should uh, try and see if there's uh, other sober people uh, so I started looking for it first like on NA and AA meetings like 12 steps didn't find any English speaking looked in whatsapp groups I didn't find anything so I just yeah I got it through it on my own which was f- fine like it was a really fun weekend but 
on Sunday, I was sitting, I was thinking, I'm like, yeah, maybe we should start some group for this. Like, I'm, I bet among these, what were we, 50, 60,000 Liverpool supporters, there must have been other sober people like me. And luckily, I was talking to a, a good friend of mine. His name is Daniel, and he was so supportive. And he's like, yeah, you should do this. You should get the Liverpool Foundation on board. You should, like, he really, um, and it's, it's important to have someone who believes in your project early on. So I just got straight home and I started uh, putting up a Twitter, mailing, emailing people. And it took a few months before I, before I got the project, like before I got my first members. So for a month, it was only me. <laughs> yeah, so that's how it started. And at the moment, I think we're around 28 members in the WhatsApp group. And we're also, uh, so you can be a member of the Sober Spirit of Shankly or a member, like you could be part of it in two ways, either like the WhatsApp group where we talk and we share photos and yeah, like a normal supporters group. Or you can also sign up for a newsletter if you don't want to be that interactive with other people. And it's a monthly newsletter where we just tell the news, which isn't a lot at the moment, but hopefully with time we'll grow and there will be more things happening and we'll have meetups and things like that. Is there like a social media channel for, for the group that you can like interact with other supporters in easily, more easy way to see for people to see what's going on? Because I guess I know obviously with your, your Twitter, people can connect with you, but is there a Twitter or social media, Instagram, whatever for the group so people can actually see maybe what you're doing and, you know, get inspired and actually get in touch in that way? No, actually not. Um, I was thinking if I should do a Facebook or an Instagram or a Twitter, but I thought if I have the the email group and like you can get the email once a month, that will be like one connecting thing because an email everyone has. But maybe I should actually get a, something uh, broader out where people can follow us. But at the moment, you can follow me on Twitter. You can write an email to soberspiritofshankly at gmail.com if you have any questions. But yeah, I, I mean, I started the group in June, so hopefully we'll, we'll keep growing. No, it's only that's. I mean, if you only start in June, it's only early days, isn't it? And I suppose it takes time to to build anything. If you want to start something, obviously, you said in the the tweet that you didn't find anything like the stuff that you wanted to create, so you created created it yourself. So it's it's something that like if you're passionate about, and there's obviously going to be like minded people who maybe aren't Liverpool fans. I mean, they, they might even be wanting to be part of something like that, even if because I mean, I've not seen many of, of stuff like this because I don't ma- imagine like I said earlier like when you go to the match for, for me anyway like it goes hand in hand and maybe that's something that um is just because of a cultural thing in England and whatever whatever country you're watching football in but there's obviously uh, people that don't want to do that or can't do that so I imagine it's something that could be um on the rise in terms of maybe speaking out and creating stuff like this where you can all interact and have a similar experience because um and, and enjoy it in, in, a, in a different way um r- rather than the, the way that most of the supporters enjoy it which is i mean is, is a good thing i think isn't it yeah i um i have great visions for this group i think it's going to really grow and i also had people write to me on twitter and be like can you start a similar group for arsenal i'm like no yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go do that busy. <laughs> but i'm really happy people are like reaching out and like this is a great idea and we have one guy in our group, uh, his name is Gordon, he lives in the States, and he's like, 
I'm 25 years clean or something and I've always been longing for this like it's so cool that it's finally happening like why didn't anyone think of this before and so many of the long time clean people they are like this has really been missing um it's really hard for me to find this because yeah if you live in the states or anywhere else it's really hard to find other Liverpool supporters who are also clean and you go to the pub you find all the Liverpool supporters of course but you feel somewhat a bit of an alien and it's a shame because the whole one point of being a supporter is the unity of like standing together and then you sort of feel like you're not in it the same way as everyone else so the reception has been great and even among people who are like heavy drinkers and love their beer they're like yeah you go you know and that's also cool yeah and that's the support you like, you know, I, yeah. I guess, you know, when don't be uh, ignored by people who do drink, that you actually stand up for what you believe in, that what you need. And that's a good thing because this, this, uh, uh, you know, it's it, it needs to be a place for people who, who don't drink for whatever reasons to actually be able to go to the match and feel they can enjoy and actually be part of a group because that's what, you know, being a supporter is all about, uh, in my opinion, even if you you know, you go and you do, I do, you know, go have a beer because that's something that it's just it's something that you just do. But you don't think there might be people around you that can't drink for whatever reason. So it's a good thing. And I was just thinking now, you said it's early days since you started this group, but you heard from people that actually saying, you know, can can you start this for Arsenal or whatever club? But it could be something to actually going forward, you know, with in the future, that could be something like, you know, sober football fans group. And then you can actually connect to whoever wants to actually join. So there's this great uh, opportunities in that kind of stuff and a place for people to actually speak out and feel part of a community and find a place, uh, which I think is really, really important. So, yeah, it's really good. Uh, I was thinking, you know, you started it and you said you went to Paris for the Champions League final uh, and you mentioned there was loads of, you know, booze around that you felt like, oh, that isn't like not a feeling that you don't enjoy and the stuff like that so i was thinking maybe you could tell your story uh to us and the listeners uh why you felt that way um because you mentioned obviously you've been clean and sober for what did you say i can't remember now um five years a bit more five years so uh i think it would be very interesting to to hear to you hear your story so yeah, yeah sure um my my story i i had a really like a rocket career when it came to booze and drugs. So I started uh, not even very young, around 20 when I got to Sydney. Uh, started drinking more and more and, and having fun with drugs. And four years later, when I'm around 24, it wasn't very fun anymore. Uh, what started out as a party, I just felt like it's not even a party anymore. I'm not enjoying this. I'm doing the same thing every single day. I worked at a bar. I did drugs and drinks all the time um and as any person who has been around alcoholics or or other addicts knows like it, it gets really dark when you try to stop and you can't can't like you start to feel like you're losing control over your own will so in 2017 i hit my famous rock bottom and it feels like a blessing now looking back that i was so young i was 24 I checked myself into a rehab um, and I stayed in this rehab for three months. And then I did something called like an after rehabilitation from home. So I did quite a heavy rehabilitation for a year, which was great for me. You got to work everything through. And of course, a very difficult year in general. 
And from there, I've been I've been staying clean with the help of a 12-step program. Uh, for the first years, I was a very dedicated member to that, and it's been helping me just to, yeah, stay clean. But I've also been, which goes hand in hand, what I'm about to say with this vision for the Liverpool support group is that I've been very keen to like still be me. Like one reason why I wanted to go into rehab was so that I could go back to the dance floors in Berlin and keep having fun. Like I felt like I lost myself and I wasn't enjoying the things I once enjoyed. And I wanted to get back to that. And you can sometimes feel like there's a, yeah, not a very united view on that. Some people are like, you need to leave your life behind. Don't hang out with the same people. Don't go to the same places, which is a great advice. The first year in sobriety or the first year in recovery, I think, or two or however long you need. But at one point I needed to get back to me. Like I needed to go back to the clubs, keep having fun, keep being me. That way it's also easier to stay clean if you feel like you're actually being true to yourself. And that's why I envision for a lot of people who are like heavy Liverpool supporter or like dedicated supporters. Yeah, in the beginning, it can be really wise to stay away because it does trigger a lot in the beginning. But at one point, like, are you not going to be yourself? Are you not going to? I want people to keep doing whatever they love in a, in a clean way because I believe that will help you to stay clean in the long run. Do you follow like my my thinking instead of staying away, like find a way of doing it, of keep doing it, but in a healthy manner? Yes, I, I I really agree with the thought of that. I understand the first year, like you said, you you keeping away and all that, but I understand the feeling of not being yourself and enjoying the things you always enjoyed. But it's all it's more about actually to control addiction and get rid of the bad stuff but to be able to actually like you mentioned dance on the dance floors in berlin and actually enjoy what you actually actually like but without the dark side of it so there's so many things that you can actually do and enjoy in your life um, without alcohol or drugs because you know whatever uh, enjoyments or interests you have uh, it brings a light to your life if you do that but if you take it all away I guess your life will become very dark anyway, in my opinion. Uh, I can just go to myself without having had like issues like that. But if you actually stop doing things you love, then you feel depressed, you feel down. Uh, so it's quite a logical way of thinking, I would say. But obviously, more a tough road to go to actually stay away from an addiction problem because. You know, I guess with people having addictions, it's not the easiest path. It might be for some, but I think you know, obviously, it's a, it's it's a way of, uh, I wouldn't say struggle, but fight. You know, for people to actually fight against it and hopefully live happily instead. Yeah, exactly, and um, yeah. So I hope that. Whenever someone feels the need to quit beer, if they come to, a, or alcohol in general or drugs, when they come to this crossroads and like, I can't do this anymore, they'll be like, oh, I heard about this supporter group. If, they, if they're like a Liverpool fan supporter. So that's sort of the vision that like my life doesn't end. I don't have to quit the thing I love the most just because I'm clean. I've seen this other weird little group of 20 people <laughs> led by some little Swedish girl. They seem to be doing all right, you know, and that people have heard of us and that they know that it's actually possible to do it another way. I'm, I'm not aiming to get people to quit drinking. Like that's not why we started this group. Uh, it's not to 
promote people to live a sober life. But for those who cannot handle it, who aren't happy or who aren't content with their life, who are actually just killing themselves with booze, like coming out with us instead. We can still go to games. We can still enjoy football. It doesn't have to be so dark, you know. And and um, and obviously, a lot of people will still need other help as well. Rehab, go to maybe some twelve-step groups or. And here's another thing I really like about the sober spirit of Shankly. We all come together from different uh, like sober schools. So we have some people from something called AVRT. That's like one way of getting clean. We have 12 steppers and we have some people who aren't in any program. They're just sober. So I really love that we're connecting over the groups. Like we're not just one uh, thought of school or so. Uh, we're different, all of us. And that's cool as well, I think. Am I yeah. making sense? <laughs> no, no, of course, yeah. No, it's yeah, it's it's very harrowing to to listen to. And I was just going to ask you, um, because obviously you've dealt with like quite a difficult thing to try and overcome this. But did you have any like? I imagine you did. Did you have any times where you did go back to it? And how, if you did, how did you get yourself back to the point where you wanted to fight even more to overcome it? If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I actually never did. <clears throat> oh, great. Go back. Um, most people do. And I think, yeah, you just need to go back to your um, to your motivation and to your to the root of it, I guess. Um, Is it difficult you know, to find like clean and sober people within football? I, you know, like Mickey and I said, we, we take it for granted, go football. I have a few pints, you know, whatever mm. time it is. If it's, it doesn't matter if it's a, a weekend game or uh, like uh, in a Champions League, you, you know, in the evening, you still have a few pints. You might feel a bit rough in the morning because it's for us, it's just something, you know, that's that's just the way it is. So if if you're, like you said, you were in Paris uh, and you said it was hard to find people, but is it actually something that it's hard to find, you know, when you're at the spot? Is people actually just, in your opinion and how you see it, just, drinking and going to the match or do you can you spot people in one way that you know you feel like you know some people are not drinking or a little bit more you know maybe standing back a bit or if you know what i mean because when yeah. when, when you're in a pub you see people everywhere you start having a pint in your hand so you know you can't see if there's anyone there who shouldn't drink or are not drinking that's my view of it yeah i think it's just hard to find sober clean people in general end of sentence um and i haven't been very much in the football scene i'm I'm, I'm quite new to it um so but yeah in general at clubs at pubs at things like this uh most people find other clean people in in rehab or in others like support groups where we go to stay clean that's where you find them but the problem is a lot of time you don't share uh, interests like i've met lovely people there who supported me along my journey but we have completely different lives. They don't want to go to Berlin and rave with me or, or travel to, to Anfield. Like, you know, you have just completely different interests because we're such different people. So, yeah, it is difficult. But now with this group, that's what's so amazing. Like, I found out that two guys were actually in Paris at the same fan zone where I was. We just didn't find each other. Like, two of them are now in the group. And I'm like, oh, why didn't we find each other then? It's not like we didn't make it, but it's always a comfort just to stand among two other sober people and have a cheers with your Coca-Cola and just be like, yeah, we can do this. You know, look at us still enjoying life. You just share this sort of weird experience and it's it's nice to have those people around you every now and then. 
which you can imagine, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and I think like Christian said, like it's it's like culturally, 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 I can't speak, <laughs> culturally ingrained, especially in England. And obviously, I've n- never been to Sweden. I hope that that'll change soon when I go over. But in England, it's like you go to the match, you have a pint. That that is the thing you do, and it's something that obviously, like I mentioned at the top of the show, like something that people that can't or don't want to and still want to enjoy it, they shouldn't be. Um, any difference to anyone else who wants to go and enjoy the match in the in the same way so mm-hmm. it's yeah i'm hopefully this can be something that like you said so there's 20 is 28 people in the in the group now yeah you say? something like that oh great so that's something obviously what have you got like have you got any plans for what you want to do going forward or i know it's something that what just from i keep referring to the tweet that you put out but that was something that you said you wanted to create it but you didn't really know what what to do or what was what was going to happen in the future you just had to kind of go with it and see who joined and maybe see who um how many people join and you can kind of gauge how it's going just from that basically and have you got any other have you got any plans just because obviously you've you've now got nearly 30 people in there yeah yeah i'm like the spokesperson for the group i guess but i mean the group is everyone's and there's no guidelines there's no rules how to be the group and so I'm in Sweden. I would actually love to arrange some some meetups, but since I'm not in Liverpool, um, I don't feel like I'm. I'll, I'll let that to the members and whoever feel like the calling is theirs to start arranging something. Uh, I'm I'm very happy to support them in any way. We I have been talking with a, a really nice guy. His name is Neil. He he's in Liverpool as well, and he's been thinking about arranging a meetup in in beginning of October. I think it's third um it's a saturday so we've had been talking about some plans about our first meetup and just to go to some pub and have some alcohol-free drinks together before the game like any other meetup is with supporter friends um, uh, most of the people in that group from liverpool are they spread out in england like you mentioned before it was uh, one guy from um america uh, yeah. But is it most of them actually from Liverpool or are they spread out in England in different cities? I'd say like half of them are in, in England and the majority of them are in Liverpool. But then we also have quite a few actually in America. I was really surprised. Uh, we have quite a few in America. We have one guy in Nepal. We have one guy in Spain. So, yeah, we're pretty spread out. Um, yeah. I think it's a great thing as well if you actually do organize, a, a, you know, a, a meeting together to go and watch a game and actually meet each other in real life, the people who can travel and can come over for it. Uh, and, you know, maybe even if you can, you know, do some marketing around it when you're there because it might be more people to actually join in when you're actually there as well, you know, seeing you. And if if your group is, you know, I guess you obviously telling your story are outspoken with it, but some people might not be. But I'm thinking more of, you know, if you actually do some if if people see you in public, then more people might actually join in because they feel a bit more safe, maybe. So, oh, mm. there's a group for me, and they can actually join in instead of actually standing, always standing back and not feeling like they, you know, being in an environment where everyone are drinking, but they actually feel like there's people like uh, there's people there in a place where I need to be. So, uh, do do you think like that, or are you just going with the group first, or are you actually when you're if you're going going to do something more like in public to make sure more people can actually see and and hear you if you like 
Yeah, no. When I go, it will be my first visit to Liverpool and Anfield, so I'll make a real big show out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure to announce my arriving. Uh, no, but I, yeah, this is my, I, you know, during these five years, I've never been outspoken about my sobriety or, or clean time or being an addict because why, you know, I'm so much more. But with this, I don't mind going online like putting my name on this because i'm proud of it like i i'm really this is my baby this project and for me it's a lot like um, marketing the fun part of sobriety like you, life doesn't end you know so i'll make sure to to be very inviting and for our first meetups and um i've been talking a lot about addiction as well like me being an addict and us being but this is for anyone. If you have a surgery coming up in half a year and you have to cut back on alcohol until then, coming out with us if it's difficult, you know, because it is difficult to cut out, cut out alcohol <laughs> from your life. Like, we know. <laughs> so this is for anyone. Or if you just want to try it out a few times, I don't know why, but it's not only for the, like, hardcore alcoholics, you know, where everyone's welcome who wants to join for whatever reason. But, but that's or the thing, though. Your, like... your kids as well, you know. Come with yeah. us. Yeah. That's a good good thought as well. But I'm thinking, like you say, you know, I look to myself, and if I go to uh, a pub, and you know, I, I wouldn't go if I uh, know I wouldn't be drinking. I'd rather you stay home, do nothing, because if you're in the pub, you're in the environment, so you know you want to have a drink, and you know. So I'd rather you stay away for a for a week or two. Don't go to put to the pub or meet up with people in environments where you can drink. And then when I do, then I know I'm going to drink or have fun in that way, mm -hmm. you know, from my point of view. So it's me and Mick was talking about it the other day. Like you, you don't really, if someone says I'm only coming out for one, like I'd rather you stay in, you know, and then next time maybe we have a party or we actually go to the match and we have a few instead. But just going out for one, I'd rather you stay away and try to keep more healthy in that way, not drinking too much during the weeks, mm -hmm. you know, being with the family and all that. But then it's if it is football, right? If I do go to Liverpool or if I travel somewhere else where I'm going to meet up with friends and have a drink, in, you know, I can't just go into a pub and you say, no, I'm not going to drink today because that's very weird to me. I'd rather you stay away at all. But if I do go to a pub, I know I'm going to have a drink. I, I can't I can't be there without having a, having a pint because I, I, I feel weird. Do you agree, Mick, or do you get the same feelings? Yeah, it's well, just like I said, I'm not going to say the thing I said before because I can't say it and I, I, I need another coffee in my body before I start <laughs> speaking properly. It's still early. Uh, but yeah, it's just one of them. Like, it's you got there's just like a bit of a stigma around it. And I think that's the more stuff like this happens, like Dorothy has created stuff like this, the more that, that this happens and people create groups like this. And like you said, if there's Arsenal fans and they, they want to start their own, and then you can all of a sudden join up forces and you can become like a Premier League version of it. And then it, it's it's when it gets to that point, then that's when it starts to change the perception of people that go and walk into a pub and they go, actually, I don't fancy a drink today because um, I'm just going to try and stay off it for, I don't know, a week or a month. And it's just little little steps like that because myself, I've just came back from like nine days in Greece where pretty much drinking every day and I've been to match and drinking. And it's like, I it, you get to the point where you're like, I haven't got a problem. I know I haven't got a problem, but when you start drinking a lot, then you're like, this is this is something you can't keep doing. And I said to Christian earlier, I'm not going to drink now until 
for the, for the next 18 days. So that's fine. And I don't drink every day. I think Christian was trying to say I drink every day. I don't drink every day. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I said that to Christian. He was like, I don't think you're going to do it. And I was like, well, there's there's a challenge. And then, and then the next text was like, actually, I'm doing this thing on Saturday in London. Uh, where we go. We're going to be drinking it, in London. Yeah, but it's more like maybe, you know, I, I guess many people just have a little small glass of wine, you know, for the dinner, you know, in the evening sometimes, maybe once or twice a week, or, you know, you have your pint when you watch Liverpool on TV. Uh, if you're like us here in Sweden watching on TV because we're not, you know, in England and can travel all the time uh, to Anfield. But, you know, you know that that's fine because that's quite normal. But it's like you said, Mick. If you start to maybe having a a pint or two every single day, you're thinking like I have one or I have two. That's fine. Next day to do the same, and you continue to do that. I, I know you said obviously you were on holiday. That's another thing. But if you do it in your you know normal day life, you know, and just keep on doing it for a longer period of time, then I think you should consider: Do I have a problem? Because you know the odd wine or pint every now and then. But if you do it every day, then, you know, it's not a good path that you're onto because then it's more like you actually need to have a drink and the alcohol instead of actually just enjoying one drink at some point at dinner or with a friend or whatever. But if you do it every day, then I think, you know, maybe you should start thinking, is this something that I want to do or need need to have? And maybe, you know, take a step back and join into a group like Dorothea uh, created because that's where you find the communities to support if you need, especially then when it comes to football or if it's for some other reason. Yeah, I think it's a good, uh, like, mark if you stop enjoying things, like if things are not enjoyable in your life anymore and the only thing that gives you enjoyment is the, the beer or the drug or the whatever you do. And that's what I want to also keep out of football. Like, let's keep football fun for us, you know. If you go there and it's a destructive way of living, then let's redo it, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's that's at least very personal for me. Like, I didn't – so dancing is my number one passion in my life. And when I didn't enjoy that anymore, when it was all about something else, then I was like a big cue, like something's off. Like, I don't even enjoy my favorite thing in the world anymore. And if so, maybe your favorite thing is football and you're not even enjoying it, it's all just about the beer, then maybe you should question, like, what am I actually doing here? Yeah, because yeah, I know you referenced it before, like, Dorothy, like, the addiction and stuff. Was Did you find you were, like, drinking every day? Was that something you were doing? Or was, you, was it kind of like a coping mechanism? Or was it, like you said, was it to enhance the experiences that you were having? Yeah, I was a heavy drinker and... Uh, it was daily the last year, definitely. Um, so that's one way of being an alcoholic and a drug addict. But I actually think there are more ways to have a very problematic uh, relationship to alcohol than just that one. As I said, if your life is not even enjoyable anymore, because a lot of people actually have a lot of self-control and they can like keep it together for a few days and then they just go all out. And once they start drinking, they have an issue stopping and... There are a few hints where you're like, this might be problematic. And you often think of the alcoholic as someone who cannot stop drinking, who drinks in the morning, who uh, is messing up their whole life. But also like just, yeah, not having good relationships to your family, like not living your dreams. <laughs> if yeah, you're just stuck in a life you're not happy with and all you got to look forward to is beer on Friday. I'm not calling you an alcoholic because that's not it, but there's just more ways of having issues. Like that's what I wanted to highlight. 
yeah. Or at least like that's my view of it. But it's like different levels because I, I can look, you know, to myself as well because I, I lived four years in England and went to match for four years, four seasons, you know, every weekend almost like home and away. And obviously that was 10, 12 years back now when I was much more younger. I was in a group of people who enjoyed the drink. We had lots of fun. But I came to a point after one season that I just felt I need to just, you know, uh, be more healthy probably you know go out and do more exercises run or play football or tennis or whatever because i felt like every weekend being quite hard on the booze you know it, it, it took a lot of energy so i felt almost like i was burning out in the end of one season so i changed a little bit for the next coming season i think that was my last season i can't remember anyway but I changed a little bit, you know, my behavior. I was more like every week I was going to go out for so many runs. I was going to do this kind of exercise to feel better. And then obviously going to football, I was not, I was trying obviously not to drink like spirit and stuff, just drink beers and don't stay up too late. Because usually the seasons before that, we came back to Stoke where we lived and we could stay at one guy's place for another two, three hours after we came home from the matching, you know, keep on drinking and staying up really, really late until early morning. And that took the toll of you as well the day after. Mm -hmm. So the last season actually tried to just go the match, drink there, but then stop and then go home, sleep. And I felt so much better. So sometimes you just have to stop and maybe just feel like, like you said, is this a problem or is it more like I continue to do it every time because I obviously enjoyed going to the match and have a drink, but can I do it differently to feel better? That doesn't mean you have a problem, but you still a problem for your you know, body and mind and how you feel. Mm. So like you said, loads of people, like I would say I have self-control because I can say, no, I'm not going to drink now for two weeks and then I do it. But you still can have the issues where it affects your life badly you gain weight you feel more tired you are not as happy you are grumpy towards friends and family so it could be a problem in different ways it doesn't mean mm -hmm. you have to be an alcoholic but it can still have a great impact you know a negative impact on your life yeah and i think just to add to that like i know um some people use it as like a way because like i've had like anxiety in the past and i've sometimes used that as a as a way to cope so you go oh i'll have i'll go out i'm not sure about whether to go or not maybe you're going out with people you're not sure you know you don't know them very well so you think oh, i'll have a pint while i get when i get there and then i'll have two just to kind of get yourself to the level where you feel normal i think that's a problem as well isn't it because obviously that's maybe the wrong maybe now and again but that's a problem to keep doing that because obviously yeah. then you become you go out you go i need two pints to make myself feel normal and then i'll keep on drinking and that happens every time was that was that something that came into like how you were feeling as well dealing with any anxiety or was it was it just like an, an accumulation of like drinking all the time yeah um we often say that addiction is not the problem it's the symptom like you the addiction is a symptom yeah. of something. And for me, it was definitely not having a he healthy mental state. So I also suffered from, from anxiety and, and some panic attacks when I was younger. And then when you find alcohol and weed, you know, that just takes the edge of things. And you're like, wow, I can work and function now, you know. Uh, so so definitely like the, the, 
drinking or the the smoking or whatever you do that becomes the new state of mind where you like feel normal um but yeah as i said after a while the party's just over if you have somewhat of a decent upbringing and someone who's put some ambition in you you start feeling like wait is this really the right thing and i'm 29 now i can see it in, in my peers like people start questioning you know like maybe we should stop having so many beers at the weekend and maybe we should start working a bit more on our jogging you know because people start having back pain all of a sudden that's what like a normal healthy person do i think they question and they they change a bit just like christian was talking about like wait this isn't feel great in my body maybe i should do something differently or as you with your anxiety you you question yourself and you analyze you're like wait maybe i shouldn't use this for my anxiety but that's where the addicted person doesn't stop like uh, they just keep smashing over whatever they feel and they only have that one solution but i'm also speaking from a personal view of course i think there are as many different type of addictions as there are people who are addicted like it's so personal and wherever your rock bottom is and wherever you stop like it's all so personal so take whatever i'm saying with a big pinch of salt <laughs> no i mean it's like i said there's, there's so many different variations but i think hearing someone who's been through it and has, has decided to change the life but also wants to enjoy the same things that they enjoyed before um, and wants to create a group that can also um, enjoy the same things and then you can also come together and collectively you can have a good time and that, and that obviously it helps you but it also helps everyone else so it's it's a it helps everyone in, on all fronts so and i really i really do think it's a, it's a great initiative it's really yeah, it's excellent. And in terms of social media, then obviously we've got you've got your um, your Twitter at the bottom there. But you have you got like a, a dedicated um, like Twitter page? No, but I only ever use that for the for the group. And you can find the email there as well to our uh, sober spirit of Shankly Gmail. You can find it on that Twitter page as well. Um, so no, that's the the two ways of finding us through the Twitter page that you have written down there or through the email uh, at the moment. But having you question me about it makes me think I should maybe seek out through some more channels. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good idea. Like I mentioned before, I think if you, if you, you know, make people see the group in different channels and what you're doing, I think there's more people who actually, because I'm sure there's many people out there who, who would need that kind of group but don't know where to find it but now when you mm -hmm. created it if you show people like we are here for you if you want to join in and it comes to football in this case in liverpool just you know join in and and, and do enjoy football without a drink because there are people who can do that together as a group and if you got the support um from people around you i think it's much more easier so yeah look at it and see what time you have and stuff like that because uh, yeah. i guess now you're studying and things like that so it needs to it needs to be um a thing that you can cope with as well you know next to your studies and and, and daily life so but i think it's a great inspiration that what you've started so hopefully it will grow and more people can join as well yeah thanks and, and as i said the reception has just been so great from people like all around like even like non-Liverpool supporters, beer drinkers, everyone's like, wow, this is a great initiative. How, how cool. Why didn't we think of that? So it's been really overwhelming to read and see. Yeah, because I think like the last maybe 
10 years, maybe more actually, where I think like the mental health side of things has kind of become quite prevalent. And that's like something that it was always like, um, like men, especially like the suicide rates. I know this is like a bit dark and stuff, but like suicide rates for men uh, in the UK is just like unbelievably high. Like just people like who seem fine. And then one day they just, they're gone. And it's like, cause they haven't spoke out. And it, I think that kind of, don't know if it links completely but it's something that like if you speak about it more and it becomes more of a people know about it nationally and globally then they think oh well i've got i've got these symptoms and i've got these problems i can speak about it and i'll ultimately you can save lives and it's it's it is as serious as that isn't it so yeah like christian said like i i'm i do drink and christian drinks but like i know a lot of people that don't as well and it's it's something that can be yeah it's you can change people's lives so it's really uh, yeah it's inspirational that's why we thought we'd get you on here today to talk about it because it's something that you're passionate about and all of a sudden i'm i'm suddenly majorly (laughs) passionate about and i want you to do amazing stuff so yeah so yeah and and liverpool has also been liverpool football club has also been big on mental health uh issues i've read the foundation they have have been working with it like mental health among men and after the um, Paris incident with people not getting into the stadium. They set up some some help, some like what do you call it, like helpline. And uh, so yeah, I think it's really like buzzing feels like the really wrong word in terms of such a dark thing as mental health and, and sobriety. But it is on the rise. People are actually talking about it more and are more open about it. And uh, if it can just help people enjoy whatever they want to do in life, let's talk. <laughs> let's uh, yeah. keep working on it. I agree. Like if you can talk about it and normalize that kind of subject as addiction or whatever, then like Mick said, people can speak about it and feel, you know, supported by people around them who has the same kind of problems or just are in a group because they want to stay away from it for a while or whatever. But if you feel the support and you can speak about it, I guess like Mick said, you can actually make people feel like they belong somewhere and hopefully not be in a dark place where they could see, you know, you know, the only way out was suicide. So you mm-hmm. can actually give people a place where they can see the light in, in a way, if you like. So it's a, it's a great thing. And I hope that people do find a place in that group and can feel that, yes, this is somewhere, something that I have been waiting for a long time because I, I can't drink for whatever reason, but I have never felt that I got a place to be in. But now I, I have one and can, you know, help. Uh, to grow the group as well so uh, yeah it's a great thing and I hope we will hear that it's growing and what you're doing in the future we might have you on on another show (laughs) you know in the future as well to talk about where you are at the moment yeah thanks yeah definitely I think it's yeah it's something that um, yeah it's 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 not it can't be understated how big it can be um, going forward for people who don't you don't want to drink who do i mean even like you said like even if they don't want to drink full time they want to just drink now and again but they want like six months off and they, they want to find a way to cope with it then that's the place to go you're going over to dorothea's um twitter page and the emails on there as well but have you got anything anything else you wanted to add dorothea in terms of um i know you said like plans going forward and stuff but is there anything else you wanted to add in terms of um ideas going forward or um yeah anything like anything like that no not really more than that 
the the group is everyone so if anyone wants to join and have their own vision or have their own ideas of what to do like i'll leave it up to the members to do so if you do feel like ah i have this idea or i want to do that like join and get going it's not anyone's to decide like it's it's everyone's and i'd love some input and some other people also come with some new visions so welcome everyone <laughs> yeah i'm i'm thinking you know to to end this uh show we could talk a little bit because you mentioned uh, earlier on that you're quite new like supporting liverpool and being a fan and all that so just like shortly how how did you become a Liverpool supporter because I've heard you said something about your boyfriend as well is he yeah. a Liverpool supporter so that's how you got into it that's it uh, in Swedish we have a word called uh, medgångs supporter do you have that in English? <laughs> yeah glory hunter <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's not it though like that's not actually what I am but I me and my boyfriend we became a couple in like spring of 2020 so beautiful time to start following Liverpool and uh, since then, it's been very pleasant uh, to be a supporter. And, you know, in the beginning, I didn't care too much. I don't really come from a football family. But, I, you know, I watched along. And when you're together, you watch all the games, of course. And then you buy a T-shirt. And then you go to you the get, first Champions League game. You get dragged game, into it. You get dragged and into it. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you're in Paris in the fan zone singing, Ali, Ali, Ali. And it's like, I love this. This is great. <laughs> yeah, you can, never, you can never go back now. No, definitely no. not. And uh, now I'm apparently doing the supporter group. So I'm, I'm knee deep high in or however you say that. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, what... for the so two and a half years I've been following them. And yeah, it's just growing slowly more and more of an interest. So what's your thoughts on this season so far? Well, then as a glory hunter, it's been a <laughs> terrible season <laughs> for me so far. I'm not used to this. Um, I'm not used to this feeling of, of losing so many games and playing so many games as a tie. Like it's been it's been horrific. But I understand that when you've been following them for a longer while, you've gone through this before. But yeah, I don't know what's happening with them. Like Trent is just shooting his corners all over the place. Uh, Salah is missing the goal. Like it's all very it feels very very odd. Start of the season, right? Nothing is really. Yeah working as it usually does yeah well i mean i don't didn't want to time stamp the video but we've just beat ajax two days ago but that i know <laughs> what you mean it's um it's, it was nice to get a win against ajax but I, I i know what you mean like it's not it's not the liverpool that we uh know and love in terms of me and christian have mentioned it when we when we got beat by man united that was the first time we kind of questioned the, the, the desire of the team which is like it felt really weird to do that because we were like this team is so great, but why aren't they running? Why aren't they running after the ball to close it down? It was just crazy. But I think there's people coming back from injury. So going yeah. to Thiago, that definitely helps. So, but it yeah, what a, what a great time to become a Liverpool fan 2020. Yeah. So you, didn't, yeah. you luckily didn't get to see Roy Hodgson be in charge and Liverpool just being really, really shit back in like yeah. 2010. Yeah, I think that's the thing as well. Like you mentioned, Dorothea, that you know you, you started supporting them because your boyfriend has supported them, and you kind of got into it, and you know feeling more and more involved. And now you started this, you know, supported supporters group, so be spirit of Shankly. But you know, you, 
whenever you start supporting a team, you get involved and you do get, you know, the feelings when it goes really, really well, you are happy. But then when it goes really, really bad, you go straight down again. And, you know, like Mick said, you started supporting them in um, 2020 when we were really, really good. We are still really good, but ha- yeah. hasn't been as good. And straight away when that happens, when you've been spoiled for a while, you are, you know, that that's like the worst thing that can ever happen. But like Mick said as well, back in 2010, when I was living in England, went for Hodson and really, really bad transfers. We were not in the, you know, competition of winning like anything except for we won the, I guess it was the League Cup in two, 2012. But still football is, to me, so much more than actually just winning trophies, even if that's what you want. But I used like, you know, to be with people, have a laugh, meet up with new people, with, with old friends, you know, obviously for me, go to the pub, have a few drinks and do all that kind of stuff that's, uh, you know, are around football. The game in itself sometimes is actually just a great, great bonus. I like everything that's all around it. But uh, as soon as it starts to go bad and we hear it in on all channels nowadays, so... Yeah, that it's up and up and downs all the time, and that's the life of a football supporter, which is great. Ups and downs. Yeah, I guess I have to learn to roll with it, but I'm I'm quite the emotional person, so yeah, you just get angry and frustrated, <laughs> don't you? Yeah. And also, just like I start like having emotional ties to our players, so I was like sad seeing Mane go, like feeling like I lost a friend. <laughs> And at one point, I even started dreaming about the different players. I made up like different like relationship. I dreamt that Virgil Van Dijk didn't really like Yota. They didn't have a good relationship. Yeah, so <laughs> I really like care. I I, I question like how are, how are they feeling amongst themselves? And like I feel like I'm getting to know them. Yeah, it, it it. I mean, just from like yeah, like Mane leaving was massive. But like it, it sometimes feels like. It feels like a partner's like cheated on you. Like when 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 we lost Fernando Torres to Chelsea, oh. I felt like he was like my partner, and he'd like cheated on he cheated on me, and that that's that hilarious. is the level. And it was like I was pure pure betrayal. Same when Michael Owen went to he left us for Real Madrid, and then he came back and he went to Man United, and I was like, mm. that's like it's unforgivable. It's unforgivable, and I don't think he, I mean Torres has been forgiven partially now by most fans but Michael Owen like he was amazing for us back in like the early 90s and uh, the late 90s sorry and the early noughties but because he went to Man United for a year or two he's just he's just not a good guy but you can appreciate him as a footballer can't you I suppose yeah I I didn't have like bad moments when you know footballers leaving Liverpool when I was young I, I, I can't remember feeling you know really sad but when the news broke out about Steven Gerrard maybe going to Chelsea after the Champions League final 2005, that and I, I was like 19, 20 back then. That was the first proper time that I actually felt that I didn't really, I didn't want to be a football supporter anymore because that really did hurt me because he was my football hero, my idol. You know, he was everything that I wanted to be playing football. You know, they just you know, a way of follow, following Liverpool as well. So when he when that turned around and he stayed, I was like, come on, success. So you, we're like, no one wants to leave Liverpool. But then, like Mick said, Torres left, Suarez left, uh, Michael Owen obviously left. So I kind of felt like, I wouldn't say I was just, you know, shrugging my shoulders and be like, oh, I can't I can't be bothered. But I guess with what happened with Steven Gerrard, I kind of, you know, made me a bit strong 
that when those kind of situations will happen, I will be like, okay, just another player, as long as it's not Steven Gerrard. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was my go-to thing and not to not feel sad and just like move on move on <laughs> but as you, as sad as you are when they leave i feel like i'm newly in love still with diaz like when you sign someone new and you just you get these butterflies in your belly because you like him so much you know so it's the other side of it yeah it's always uh you know it's always exciting when we sign new players so i'm i'm kind of a nunez uh, fan, even though he hasn't played much, but you know, because he scored against City in the uh, was it Community Shield, yeah. um, and then obviously he scored against Fulham with a great goal as well. And we could see that he's got the talent. He just when obviously was suspended for three games after uh, headbutting the Crystal Palace player, but but it's still like some a player that you see he's got something that you really really like. So he's he's a likable player, even though you know other team seems to now hate him or fans seems to hate him because of his uh, South American, you know, uh, behavior or whatever. But I kind of like that. But come on, come on, let's go and be a little bit, you know, naughty, uh, go out on the pitch and just make them make them angry. So I, I really like him, even though we're still waiting for him to, to just start scoring loads of goals. Yeah, I just feel the same way for Diaz, though. I feel like he has so much willpower. Like that man just fights through sometimes you know like how did he even manage to get out of that situation he has just this fire and i love to see that in a player he's really really cool i think yeah i think liverpool have a um a special relationship with players that are named louis like louis suarez louis <laughs> garcia louis diaz anyone yeah. that we sign with louis as the first name tend to be really really good and then, yeah hopefully that continues uh going forward but yeah christian have you got anything um anything else you want to want to throw in the mix no i'm really happy with this show so i'm um yeah i'm settled good stuff uh yeah dorothy we really 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 appreciate you taking the time to jump on i've just put a little banner at the bottom if you do want to go and support um sober spirit of shankly go and do it via dorothea's twitter page disco dancer lfc and you'll find the um the email on there as well if you if you want to get involved and yeah, if you if you do please do reach out it might not be easy if, you, if you're struggling with whatever you're struggling with but um there's people and there's other people going through the same thing so if that's something you want to do and you and you feel that that's com- you're comfortable to do that then i'm sure dorothea would absolutely love to start hitting 30s and 40s and 50s in that group chat and yeah it's something that uh, is important uh, not just for liverpool fans but for all fans so definitely get involved thanks uh, very much christian thanks very much dorothea we really appreciated um your time today and um yeah like christian said before hopefully get you back on a, a show soon just to just to check in and see how, how you're going and see if you're in the hundreds yet uh thousands <laughs> hopefully <laughs> uh but yeah thank you very much for taking the time today thank you so much for having me no worries but yeah if you if you're watching on youtube then Obviously, we're not live today, but yeah, do hit the like and subscribe button. Uh, we're also on audio pods like Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and all them. So if you did like the show, do drop us a follow on there and leave us a review or rating anything like that. Um, but we do appreciate everyone watching and listening, especially to new shows like this, which are different. And um, hopefully it'll still do as well as the other ones that we've we've put out. So if you do did enjoy it, then please do let us know and just drop us a DM drop drop Dorothea DM to say you really appreciate the show anything like that it's something small like that can always be 
a really uh, boost to someone's day as well. So that's something that um, you can do that then, great. But I'll stop rambling on. Uh, thanks, everyone. Uh, really appreciate really appreciate that. That was really good. Uh, and, yeah, we'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.